Hi, good good evening, everyone, uh, here and online. We're actually uh, going to continue in what we've been talking about, just this first phase of Back to the Basics, and we've been talking about spiritual maturity. We're talking about spiritual maturity. I'm not going to do too much of a review so we could get into what we talked about today, but the 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 review information is available uh, online on the website, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and of course, free CDs always airs. All right, so let's get into, we were talking about spiritual maturity, uh, and we got into perfection, and be ye perfect as I am perfect, you know, and how God is designed for us to live a Perfection is possible. Remember, we talked about that last week, how perfection is possible. But perfection meaning completion or, or maturing, so spiritual maturity. So, so as we move forward in our lives, we have to be unafraid of perfection. We have to be unafraid to grow spiritually. We're gonna, so, so we're going to hit a little bit of that today. We have to be unafraid to, unafraid to grow spiritually. A lot of times when we're called or, or when we come into the kingdom or when God is putting us in new positions and new places, we can get uh, um, intimidated by the uncertainty, you know, uh, just, just dealing with the whole uncertainty. But we can't be afraid. So here... Um, Let's go to Leviticus 11. Leviticus 11. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. We used to do the books of the Bible when I did PE, when I first started working for the church. So you know how you stretch and you do, do a five count or a six count, we would do the books of the Bible. You know, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. All right, Deuteronomy. All right, so Leviticus 11 and we'll, we'll uh, start here at verse 44. It says, For I am the Lord your God. Ye shall therefore, um, underline circle, or put in your notes, sanctify yourselves. And ye shall be holy, for I am holy. Neither shall ye defile yourselves with any manner of creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. For I am the Lord your God that bringeth you out of the land of Egypt to be your God, and ye shall therefore be holy as I am holy. And so, so again, when you see that word holy in there, it's in the first state of Adam. In the first, so how was Adam and Eve before sin? So, and the word holy also means of God, being of God. It means separate, it means apart. Apart, so so again. So when he designed us, he designed us fearfully and wonderfully and unique to be apart, to be separate, to be uh, at a place where we can harmonize with him. Where he can come in, he could be around us, and we could be around him. After sin, it, it severed that connection. It, it created a separation because God couldn't be around defilement or impurity, right? He says, so, so, and then when he says, I am holy, he says, I haven't changed. So, so it's a simple conversation God is having because he's saying, be holy because I'm holy. Almost like, remember, be uh, undefiled because that's how we were at the beginning and I haven't changed. So, so, so 
if we're going to harmonize, I need you to be what I designed you to be because I haven't changed from what I from my design. Does that make sense? And um, so, so you could tell this is important. Let's go to First Peter one. First Peter one, and we'll do uh, fifteen. Well, we'll start with 13. It says, Wherefore, gird up your loins, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and hope, be expecting to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance. Then verse 15. But as he which has called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Now, the word conversation means manner of living, right? In all manner of living. It says, because it is written, be ye holy as I am holy. Now, I, I read it in both texts because one is the Old Testament, one is the New Testament. So a lot of times you're having conversations with people and they, ah, that's the Old Testament, that's the New Testament. Old or new, God wants us to be holy, right? We got that? Right, he wants us to be set apart. Uh, Ephesians four twenty five. Wherefore, put in the way you can write down the scripture, but just for the sake of time, I'm just gonna read some of it. Wherefore, put in the way lying. Speak every man truth with it, with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. One of another. Now, how does that line into being holy? God designed us, and He designed us to be a certain way. Any uh, tainting or or changing of that design changes it from truth into a lie. The word truth means final reality, finished product. I was designed to become something, and eventually, so if I'm a, uh, for this particular case, if I'm a caterpillar, I was designed to be a butterfly. Anything short of a butterfly is not the truth, right? Truth is what I was designed to be, right? And uh, we'll get into this. I don't know if it's in this or in. Uh, yeah, we'll, I think we'll get into Jeremiah. But so, so God is telling us that don't lie to one another. Stop uh, compromising who you are because people's people being their truth is dependent on you being your truth. So, so, so when we undefile ourselves, when we maintain a holiness, we're going to evolve into what we're designed. And you notice, know like, you know, some, let's just think about plant life. You know, you're growing a plant, you're protecting it from pesticides and different things like that. You want it to grow healthy. You know, if it, you don't keep it, with it, keep it in an environment where it can get everything it needs, it could die. Right? So it's the same thing. We'll, we'll never become what we're supposed to become, taking on all these contaminants of the world. Right? And so, so that's what God is trying. So, that, so to be holy is not a punishment. Man, I ain't going to have no fun. No, you're actually really going to have fun when you're fulfilled, fulfilling your design. All right. So here when it says lie not to one another, because now if I'm lying to you, okay, but you need me, you're getting a false represent, representation of myself, right? So now you're not going to be what you're supposed to be because I'm so, like the truth in me places a demand on the truth in you. Right? So if I'm who I am, you're going to become who you are because we're supposed to be fitly joined together. Any of us compromise, affect, it affects the entire body, right? A little leaven leavens the whole loaf. Is, 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 that, is, is that what we've learned, right, in the Bible? 
right, so 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 now you have to ask yourself. It's a question we've asked at this church before. Can you live a lie? Can you live a lie? And 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 so for our for our purposes, can you live cloaked in compromise? Can you live cloaked in compromise? And so 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 in thinking about that, you have to ask yourself: Can you can you tell yourself you can look through the lenses of compromise? And access that which is holy. Can you look through the lenses of compromise and access that which is holy? You know, I make the case you probably won't even see what you're supposed to access. You see what I'm saying? Because now you're you're you you have a, a skew lenses, right? If that makes sense. I see. Um, the only way you can try to look through the lenses of compromise and try to access that which is holy, the only way you, you, you would even tempt to do that is if you can't see God. See, see, if I see God, if I know God is there, does my choices change? You know, like, like think about, um, well, I worked in corrections, so uh, my reputation was uh, Mr. Bradley will pop up at any time. So and I did that on purpose because so so I so I had I, what I did was I some of y'all might might see this but I said okay I'm gonna work hard on the front end I'm just gonna pop up all the time I'm not I'm gonna be here all day I'm gonna just be working hard so I'm just gonna be popping up popping up popping up popping up so after a while the reputation was yeah, you better not yeah, don't I, I'm not even gonna try to you know Mr Bradley gonna pop up all the time. When I was around, people wasn't doing stuff, right? If the, now they may tempt, you know, you be off shift and you get a call, uh, they they wilding out out here, right? Because you're not present. Well, I think if God was there, we probably would make we would think some better decisions, right? Let's just say we'll make better decisions if we, if, if God's there, right? So now if you see, because God is there, yeah. <laughs> right? But sometimes we don't see God like we're 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 uh, uh, he's in a blind spot. And so the goal is to see God so we can make these decisions so we can put ourselves in position to to the, the fulfilling life we we're supposed to have or to live the uh, as we talked about on Sunday, the power life. Right. All right. So Matthew, let's go to Matthew. And let's see if we can walk through. Getting to a place where we uh, are operating in the, the the fulfillment that God has designed for us, okay? All right, so so Matthew five eight, Matthew five eight, um, familiar scripture. We've talked about the Beatitudes before. It says, "Blessed are look the pure in heart, for they shall see God." Now, now so. So I need to see God because, because you know, we've heard it. We've heard it in our Q and A. Uh, we may have some some questions today. Well, people go, I just don't know what to do, and and I don't know. But well, suppose you see God, right? Like, like you know, like you know, God is there. You know, you can make better decisions. You like, you can navigate better. You you're confident that He's there with you. You know that He hasn't forsaken you, right? 
And so it says, so, so we have to purify our hearts. So again, the holiness is not a punishment. God is like, like, like we got to be on the same page. You know, he's talking to somebody. He says, you don't feel me. You, do you see me? Do you, uh, like I'm talking to you. Like, do you understand, you know, what I'm trying to say here? Like, see, you don't feel me. You don't see me. You, uh, uh, I was talking to my wife about a situation. And I was saying the person is not noticing the people that they say they care about. You know, like everybody is an accessory. So, so if they do something, they notice because they're interrupting their flow, right? See, that's not, that means for the most part, the person don't see nobody but what they want to do, right? <laughs> right? And then if you, you mess up what they want to do, then they're going to respond. And normally it's a snapback, right? You could tell because people are very irritable, you know, with, it could be with children, it could be with spouses, everything is short because they're just in their own world. Right? All right, so, 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 but the goal is we, we want to see. We don't want God to, we, to be considered an interruption. Or I got to do something spiritual. I got to read or I got to go to church or something like that. All right, so blessed are the pure heart for they shall see God. Matthew 5 8. And this is the thing God has been suffering our ignorance of Him. And this has been facilitated by our blindness to His presence. Now, now think about how you feel. This is very good because we'll, we'll be able to relate to this. How you feel when you think you're being ignored or not considered or a person's not thoughtful about you. How, how you feel about that? Right? Pastor Mel, not good? Right. Any, anybody excited about that? Oh, that's okay. Just ignore me. Right? You made that decision without talking to me, but that's okay. I know I'm not significant in your life. Right? No, it doesn't go that way, right? Right, right, you bother, right? Like, like, oh, whoa, 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 wait, wait, whoa, 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 you just made that decision, you ain't talked to me. Do I count? Am I a consideration? Imagine what God is thinking. And but so he's been tolerating our ignorance of him, facilitated by, you know, a, a blindness, uh, a blindness to his presence. Like, so, so we making moves and got, whoa, don't, really? You, you're not going to consider me or listen to me? All right, so, so keep that in mind. And it all makes sense here as we keep going forward. All right, so, so let's go to Hebrews 12. Again, we're talking about not being afraid of perfection or spiritual maturity. Not being afraid of it. Because that's the challenge. Ah, man, God, the requirements of God. It's just a little bit too much right now. We say things like, I'm not ready for that right now. Right? Now, we've said that, right? Yeah. Come on, give me a couple more amens just to, you know, just to pump me up a little bit. Right? Right? You know, we've, ah, nah, nah. I have somebody I'm, I'm, I'm cool with. And when I talk to them in ministry, uh, they're in another state. Uh, you know, God's still working on me. And so, I'll be honest with what I'd be thinking, like do, you, like, do you realize time is going by? Like, you're in the same state 25 years later. Like, at this point, I don't think you allow God to work on you, because God does better work than that, right? Wouldn't we agree? Like, like, I mean, you ever seen, like, God with a 25-year problem? Oh, man, I'm just, you know, Lewis, you walk up to God later on in your quiet time. He's like, man, I'm still trying to work out this 25-year-old problem, man. You know, it's just been difficult, man. I just, 
Yeah. So, so, so you go, so God, where are you with it? Same place I was 25 years ago. God? I don't think it's God. We, we, we can agree with that, right? We think, Mr. Lamar, we can agree that the problem probably is not God, you know. I mean, beyond, remember we did the levels of intelligence. I think God is like infinite intelligence, right? Right? Right. Nothing's too hard for God. Haven't we heard that over the years? All right. So Hebrews 12. Again, we're talking about don't be a, 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 uh, being unafraid of perfection or spiritual maturity. Or, or, or how about this? This is probably better. Being unafraid to grow up. All right. So I was having a conversation today. I'm going to get to Hebrews 12. Uh, we have a lot of conversations. So I was having a conversation with a young man out of town, and we were just talking about society and stuff like that. And he was like, man, I don't What's going on? He said, he said, uh, he used this. He said, you're going to remember this when you listen to this. Uh, he said, it's just a lot of buffoonery. <laughs> now, this person's young. This ain't no, this is, this, 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 I don't, this might be 30-something years old. It's probably like 30-something years old. Uh, so, I, so I heard him. I just went along with the conversation. But I sure was thinking like, y'all use that kind of language? Buffoonery? <laughs> right? He said, he said, it's a lot of buffoonery. I said, yeah. I said, because there's a lot of immaturity. It's immaturity as a culture. I said, I then I really got him wired, wired up. I said, especially in church. I said, it's like, now it's, it's I said, it used to be the exception to the rule. He was, and then he just went on the road. It's become a norm. Hey, why are people doing it? I don't understand why. I said, yeah, there's this lot of immaturity, right? Which, so we can't be afraid to grow up. And so I gave him examples of uh, uh, different situations where people that I know they just didn't want to grow up. I remember my nephew was 12. Nephew, when you, read, when you hear this, you know it's true. He was 12. He was like, why do I got to grow up? Anyway, the, 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 he didn't say it like that. It was like a little more edge. But he was serious. And I, you know, I listen when, I, when people respond like that. I was like, wow, this, this is like a, like, this is, he's stressed. This is a crisis in his life. Because I, I made a simple comment. Hey, man, you know, you're 12. You know, you're about to be a teenager, man. Hey, 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 you can't wait till you go to high school. You're going to have to, you know, get tight now. Why do I got to grow up? <laughs> and, you know, as, as, as he's work, been working through some things, that's been a challenge. But then I know, I've, I heard it, you know, maybe in the last couple of years, somebody older. Man, why do we got to grow up? Like, we're designed to evolve. You know, then I, I started having this conversation. I said, I was talking to another family member, and they're doing stuff. <sighs> I won't say the age, but you may figure this out. But they're doing something way later in their life. And I did some of these things. And so as I was driving home, I was telling my wife, I said, man, something pulling on me. And I figured it out. What was pulling on me is I knew when it was time to live for God, it's time to live for God. And now, now, now I, listen, wilding out, let's not even really try to put a measure on it. I did it to extremes. There was no limit. My, listen, I risked my life to wild out. But I remember every time I was getting a pull from God, I said the thing like, I ain't ready for that right now. But you know what I was saying I, was, I wasn't ready for? I'm going to have to change my life. I had no scripture, no chapter and verse. I had to change my life. If, now, if I come anywhere near God, oh, this is over. We shutting this down. So I remember the first move was, oh, man, I'm going to have to give up my music. 
No chapter and verse. Now I can. Uh, we gonna uh, back to the basics. We gonna go through what's in the mix and and really get an understanding of how the adversary, the master, master mixer, has been affecting our lives by music. We'll get into that, but I ain't have all that. What y'all gonna get? Y'all gonna have chapter verse dossiers, intelligence, um, intelligence from spies from from the other side. Y'all have all that. All I had was knowing better. Oh, well, we're going to have to cut this music. This, this is not going to be good. The second thing was, I'm not having sex till I get married. I didn't know 1 Corinthians 6, flee fornication. I didn't know none of that. I knew it was wrong. Guess what? We all know right from wrong. We know it. Like, like even when we be asking the question, well, let me ask you something, Pastor. <laughs> On the outside, we asking the question. On the inside, we going, it's got to be out. It's got to be out. But see, that's, the, that's what's so tough. That's immaturity because you're looking for out for the very thing that's supposed to fulfill you. Right? He's just talking to my son. Uh, we, was talking about, we was taking a walk. We was talking to him on the phone. And, we, and I was telling him, man, I said, I'm really proud of you, Lord. But I could watch him. I said, you know what, son? You just decided to grow up. I mean, you decided to really. Like, he's doing stuff that we've been talking about for years that he might even realize he's doing. But I told him something, and I hope you guys get this. I told him, it was the Holy Spirit, right? We was walking. I said, son, you know what you're pulling on? You're pulling on training that was embedded in you. And every time you wake up, when the eyes of your understanding are enlightened, you're pulling from those treasures hidden in your vessel, in your hindsight. I said, you, so you're pulling from hindsight. But if you weren't trained, you wouldn't have nothing to pull from. And, and so I, we were trying to encourage him with his kids. I said, son, even though you're going to get resistance, even though they ain't trying to hear it, I said, put something in the treasure. <laughs> I said, just keep, just keep the, making deposits. I said, because when, they, when, the, when the eyes of their understanding are light, when they come up out that funk, you want them to have something to pull on. I said, think about it. He was like, dad, that's true. Like, because he was living it, right? So that's a little nugget. Somebody needed to hear that. All right, so Hebrews 12 Hebrews, thank you, Holy Ghost. He, Hebrews 12, 14. It says, follow peace with all men. So remember, the other scripture says, you know, don't be lying to each other. Walk in the genuineness of who you are. But this one says, follow peace with all men. Look, look, and holiness. It says, without which no man shall what? See the Lord. Without holiness, we can't even see God. So it says, it says, you know, follow peace with all men in holiness. So I want to operate in the level of holiness because, see, again, people are supposed to see God in you. But see, if you've taken on the compromise and you start wearing the defilement, they see you, and not even the, the, uh, a perverted version of you, but they don't see God. And uh, one, of the, one of the young ladies uh, was saying, uh, man, I got to find out what church that is. Because they was watching the behavior of somebody. They saw God. See, people watching. Do they see God? Or do they, they see a uh, compromised version of you? A, a lie. Right? All right, so now, so, so God is trying to create this, this, uh, this uh, in the state of Adam. Remember we said, this be holy, is in the first state of Adam. Remember the first state? Y'all know he was... 
he was holy at first, right? I mean, God just breathed in him, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, just three days ago. <laughs> so, so in the first state of Adam, so that's what God is looking for. Now, if we, if we, uh, Daniel five, if we allow what we were born into this, this, this sinful world, if we start to drink of the world or conform to the world, now God is saying, oh, this is good, good. It's like when you take your car to a shop and they take it to a diagnostic. So the diagnostic is set up where there's, it triggers signals if there's been a breach. Could be what, your carburetor uh, could be going bad, it could, whatever, your transmission or whatever. So, so, so it's sending, now you don't break that, that check engine light. It's, it's sending the signal to say, hey, check, there's been a breach. Almost like security. Somebody, you know, here we got, we got zones. So if somebody opens that door and alarm is on, it's going, it's, it's, it's going, the alarm's going to ring, but it's going to tell you zone one, right? It's going, there's a breach, and that's what a breach is. So what happens is when we, we, we take on defilement or corruption or compromise, there's a breach. We may, we may be comfortable with it, but there's a breach, right? So there's a signal that goes out, and God sends us what we need to correct the breach, Sort of like your own spiritual mechanic. It could be your mama, your daddy. It could be man or woman of God in your life. It could be the, the sermon you're going to hear, or whatever the case may be. What, or or the, what the first, first person he's trying to send is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you show you things to come or give you the conviction or the correction. Now, if you numb yourself to that, God still loves you. He'll, he'll, you'll drive by a billboard. Hopefully, he's hoping you read it today, you know. But you, that might not work. Then it ha he'll have traffic delay, and you try to get around traffic, you get right behind the license plate that got a scripture on it. He's hoping you read that, too. You know, if that doesn't work, somebody at the job, at the cooler, start talking about, you know, man, you know, I did this, man, the Lord told me. I can't believe that. Yeah, he's hoping you listen to that. That doesn't work. He tried to get you with the, the, the CD in the car. You know, listening to uh, Pastor Mel, Mr. Sammy or somebody, right? If that doesn't work, he'll just keep sending you information hoping, uh, hoping you're listening, right? Because he's trying to uh, uh, change that breach. Now, look at this. Look at Daniel 5. I hope it's Daniel 5. Yeah, Daniel 5. I thought this was interesting. And this, this is... Uh, concept God operates in. So uh Zanu five twenty seven. This is uh, uh uh this is basically interpreting the dream, but it says uh uh Tekiel. He says, Thou art weighed in the balances and are found wanting. Thou art weighed in the balances and are found wanting. The amplifier says you you have been weighed on the scales of righteousness and found deficient. See, 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 God has, see, see, this is the thing, holiness, ho, ho, holy, holiness, wholeness is in there. And I remember uh, when, when the Bible describes Lucifer, who was, was one of God's best designs, right? As he was, he was the archangel of worship, he had, he had all access, right? When it describes him, it says he, seals, he sealed up the sun. That means I created you with nothing missing. <laughs> right? And so God fearfully and wonderfully made us too. So when God is requesting holiness, he's placing a demand on his original design. He's not requesting holiness as if this is something new. He's correct. He's, he's re, uh, the Bible says he requires that which has been. 
This is uh, in Ecclesiastes 3.15. So his story, his story repeats itself. So, so he's like, no, 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 this is what I designed. The Bible says, I declared the end for the beginning, so I custom designed you a certain way. You know, it's already, you, you've already been designed. We're going to talk about it again on Sunday, but we'll talk about it a little bit today. Before you was in your mother's womb, yeah. And so, so, so I'm, 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 I'm placing a demand for you to sew up those breaches, right? Those, those, uh, those defilements, uh, the, the, the corrupt software, right? All right, so the scripture says in James 1.27, you can just write it down. It says, it talks about the person that keeps himself unspotted from the world. So that means it's possible to be unspotted from the world. You know, uh, the, the, the amplified of, of James 1.27 says to keep oneself uncontaminated by the secular world. Un so it's saying the secular world contaminates us. So for me, it's amazing how we... We yield to the secular world without thinking of it. So it's like just casual. You know, it's almost like, oh, I have to do that because that's what they're doing in the secular world. Not knowing that we've been set apart, we've been called uh, and set apart, chosen to do something different. The scripture says, be not conformed to this world, right? In uh, Romans 12, 2. But uh, I think the message version says, don't fit in the world without thinking about it. Like, like, like. So you see, walking unconsciously into corruption and, and, and things that are breaking us down. Remember, we talked about walking in power on Sunday. Things that are, 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 are rendering us powerless, they feel good. They look good. You get props from the other people that are powerless. But it doesn't, it, it, you'll never get ultimately what you desire to get that thirst quench, right? All right, so that's, that's uh, I gave you that, gave you that. Uh, and then, um, this is so, it's so interesting. So let's go to Genesis 17. And we're walking through God's requirement of, of, of spiritual maturity or perfection, but um, just his standard of holiness, but looking at it in its reality, not in its, uh, in the world's attempt, uh, attempt to make it um, unattainable or optional, right? Yeah, something you can do without is basically when I say optional. So the world's communication of holiness and, and perfection is something you can do without. It's not really necessary, right? All right, so Genesis 17. Now, 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 look at this here. This is so interesting. This is way back in Genesis. This is God talking to Abraham, we already know Abraham as the father of our faith. But it says, and when Abram was 90 years old and nine, 99, the Lord appeared to Abram, just before he was converted to Abraham. Look, he said, and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou what? Perfect. So, so, so that's blameless, wholehearted, and complete um, and amplified. So he says, walk before and be thou perfect. He's 99. So, so we can't say, ah, well, you know, missed that boat, too late. <laughs> right? He's 99. And pretty much if you study out his life, he was a compliant dude. Right? And he's telling him, walk before me and be thou perfect. 
All right, let's go to First uh, Corinthians six. It's giving you a lot of scriptures. So in your time of diligence, which you committed your new beginning of pressing into the word, you can um you have something to study out. So that's what you want to use Sundays and Wednesdays for, of course, to grow, but also uh, you sh- you should be committing to a time of study. Yes, read through the word. Um, which is important, but you should be committing to to rightly divide the word, walk through, study the word out, showing that, God, these instructions that you've given me are so important. I don't want to just, I don't want to know them just to pass the test. I want to know them as a way of life. So, so look at yourself as spiritual surgeons. Difference between a surgeon and we could say uh, somebody in business class, you know, you know, you take these tests and you got to pass the test you know, because you want to get your degree. Surgeon can't just pass the test. He has to know everything in that test for his life because that could be determined if he clipped the wrong artery or not. So that's not, you know, how like, you know, some of us have been to school, we was passing tests just to get the grade to get out of school, right? To get a job, right? Surgeon doesn't have that liberty. You know, lawyers don't have that liberty. They got to know the information, <laughs> you know, and so, as such, they got to keep going back. There's a few lawyers that we're close to. They got to keep going back, recertifying themselves to make sure they know what they know because somebody's life, that's, that's somebody's jail time or not. Somebody's life is on the line. So, so I, I was, I was, I was uh, a part of a ministry school and then eventually uh, the dean of the ministry school left, so I was appointed dean of the ministry school. And so I taught two classes, uh, uh, Pastor Mel taught evangelism. Uh, different, uh, actually, uh, Pastor Dent taught uh, eschatology. Um, I taught my fir- the first class of the year was always spiritual authority. S- the last class of the year that I taught was the Holy Spirit and His gifts. That's why I could I could teach the Holy Spirit. You, you catch me walking down the street, and I could talk about it. And um, and what I used to tell them is I said. This ain't no, we ain't trying to stump you in this class. I tell the teachers, it ain't just about stumping them. They need the information because people's lives are going to be on the line based on what you know. You know, as a, a, a preacher, minister, or a man or woman of God, as a Christian, some people are looking to you. Okay, hey, I'm really going through something. Such and such a Christian, I'll go over them. They, they can help me. But if you're just getting the information just for the day, you can't help them. <laughs> right? Or if you really don't aren't clear on the information, how many of you are living off of stuff that you heard, but the person really was just winging it? And then, you know, you come around exhaustive people, and you'd be like, no, nah, no, nah, I know that's in the Bible. And, you know, if it's me, I'm like, that's not in the Bible. <laughs> I think they was winging it. They may have, you know, been, been the person that's looking on the Internet at sermons, you know. And figure they teach those things. They don't know where the person got the information from. So you got you. This is stuff that you need to know. So that's why we go over it. We go over it. Sometimes we'll revisit classes because it's not something that you can just say, "Man, that was a nice sermon." No, it's something that you you're gonna need, right, in your life. All right, and uh, so I told you to go to first First Corinthians six eleven, right? Let me see how how many how much of this. All right, it says, and and such were some of you. I now, now, before this, it talks about, well, hold on, let me see. I guess, I guess I, I'm trying to figure how much of this we want to. 
We'll just do We'll start at verse 9 It says Know ye not We probably could do the whole thing But we'll just start at verse 9 <laughs> It says Know ye not that the unrighteous Shall not inherit the kingdom of God Now again This scripture right here the beginning of scripture is, is, is going to be a foundation when we talk about uh, once saved, always saved. Because this scripture says, know ye not that the unrighteous shall not possess the kingdom of God. So that means everybody can't get in. All right. It says, be not deceived. Neither These are the other people that won't possess the kingdom of God. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate. <laughs> right? It's right there. It's not my opinion. Nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, partiers, nor uh, uh, extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Look, now, now this is assuming the reason why, why Paul is, is able to share all those things. Like he's not worried about people being offended or nothing. You'll see by the next statement. It says, and such were some of you. He just said it like a matter of fact. Such were some of you. I know y'all not doing that, basically. He says, but ye are washed, but ye are, look, look, sanctified. On the line of circle, sanctified. Second time we talked about sanctification. But ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit, right? And so when it says you were sanctified, set apart for God and made holy. It says you were justified, declared free of guilt. In the name of the Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit, our God, the source of the believer's new life and changed behavior. Right? So, 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 look, you were sanctified, set apart for God, made holy, justified, declared free of guilt in the name of Jesus and in, inside the Holy Spirit. He's the source of the believer's new life and changed behavior. We don't have to really get into the Holy Spirit because we're talking about the Holy Spirit on Sunday. First Peter 3. I was listening to, uh, while I was changing, I was listening to uh, Joyce Meyer. She was talking about the word. And what she was saying was that, she was talking about uh, what uh, Mr. Jackie taught on the uh, uh, the power of your words. I think you taught on it. You taught the power of your words, but she taught on something about the words of your mouth too. Before you even taught on the power of your words. I am correct, right? Didn't you teach on the, yeah, your words. And uh, so she was teaching that, and she was just saying, like, she said, she, she was saying uh, years ago, um, she was smoking. She said she used to smoke. And she said, uh, and so what she said, she said, I know this might sound crazy. Y'all might think I'm tripping. She says, but what, what she started saying was, I'm not a smoker. I'm not a smoker. I do not smoke. Now, she's smoking. She said, I'm driving down the road, and I'm smoking cigarettes. But what came out my mouth was, I'm not a smoker. She says, Three weeks later, I stopped smoking. She said, she said, the Bible says you're snared by the words of your mouth. Proverbs 6, 2. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. She said, and then she said, she wrote down, she went through the word. She says, 42 years ago, she went through the word, wrote down what the word says. She wrote down, I think she said, 66 things that the word says that she is. She says, I was none of those things. She says, Every one of those things I became. I should start speaking it because God said it in his word. She said, there's nothing in your life God's word can't change. See, but that's the thing. We got to, again, start embracing the word. So, so I thought that was uh, 
uh, fitting because we're walking through the word. And I'm giving you scripture because as the scripture says, "Be ye holy as I'm holy." So, so you may confess, yeah, uh, you know, I'm the righteous of God, Christ Jesus, but I'm holy. You know, you know, I'm walking perfect, spiritually mature. You might not be at that time, but but I'll tell you this: this is something that we learn in basketball. We learn um, to, I just tell the players. I just tell them, think about what you're going to do in the game. So you're thinking about it. Then start saying it. So there's one drill, toe, knee, elbow, reach in the net. But, but uh, you tell the person to yell out, reach. So I learned it from my coach, but we watched the Knicks. They used to tell the guy, to, and, and your body, I think me and Trevor were talking about this, we were shooting, but, but your body reaches. Like you say reach, you, you follow through. It's just, you know. So, so I tell the players, yell it, yell it out, reach, reach. And then you just reach. Right, because that's the key to, to to making a shot. And I watched uh, this is when Huey Brown was coaching the Knicks, so they was practicing. This they had a point guard. He really really wasn't a great shooter. Um, not dogging y'all. His name's Roy Sparrow, but they had a shooting coach. So the shooting coach had him. Ah, oh, feel good. Ah, feel good. Taking shot. Ooh, man, feel good. Y'all feel good. Cause see, how you feel determines how you're gonna play. But he had him speaking it out. Oh, I feel good, man. Oh, I feel good. I was just watching. Like, I was like, oh, that's, a, that's interesting. You know? So, so, so again, we, we're, we're walking through what God is saying you can be. Even though you may be intimidated about trying to be it. Man, I, I'm always messing up. Uh, actually, that's what George Myers was talking about. She was talking about, she says, man, you got to stop speaking def- defeatism. Uh, we talked about it in the um, the teaching the victim, right? Actually, Hope was praying about that today. Yeah, I heard you, right? He says, not being victims and not uh, creating landmines, right? <laughs> right? That was a part of the intercessory prayer today, right? So, so when the victims, we talking about the victims because you, you got to watch what you're saying. Are you saying what God is saying? Are you trying to at least strive to be what God said you could be? Not play off of how you've been, but, but we'll get into that here in a second. So 1 Peter 3 uh, chapter 2 first, cha- no 1 Peter 3 verse 2 I'm sorry 1 Peter verse 2 it says uh, while they behold your chaste conversation that's your manner of living coupled with fear that's reverence whose adorning let it not be the outward adorning of the plating of, of the hair of the wearing of gold or of the putting on of apparel but let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit or, or meek and humble spirit, which is, which is in the sight of God of great price. For after this manner, the, in the old time, holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves being in subject to their own husbands. Well, the point here is not to not dress up. The point here is the effort in which you use to dress up, you should be working on your inner man. Cause y'all, we don't be playing around when it comes to dress dress up, you know. Cause it says, you know, you know, you adore yourself. Make sure your head tight. Lord knows if you if you're single and, and and the guy gonna be there, like you ain't coming raggedy, right? But but guess what? The guy is gonna be there, God, <laughs> right? How is our heart dressed up? Is what it's saying. So 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 again, this is highlighting uh, operating in modesty, but it's just saying make an effort to work on that inner man. Like, don't cheat the inner man for the pretense of the outer man. 
There's so much pretense in the outer man, and we value that more than we've been valuing the inner man. And so, so we have to watch confessing I'm just human because that's not what the Bible says. You know, we're not trying to be more human in our lives. We're trying to be more holy. So we got to watch just saying I'm just human because Christ died for you to be more than just human, right? And, and, and that's not our goal. We're not trying to be human. Actually, guess what? If you do nothing right now for the rest of your life, you're human. But you're going to have to do something to be holy. Right? So you don't even have to confess, I'm just human. Unless that's all you want to be. And see, now that limits power, right? And that, that frustrates the, or, or, or what is it, uh, uh, quenches the Holy, holy Spirit, right? And, and, and this is the thing. Watch what we're saying because we don't want to tear down the holy and we're going to be seeking this help later. You know, and that's sometimes what our temptation is. You look at Proverbs 20. It's not my opinion. I actually learned that from the, from, uh, the, the uh, writer of Proverbs. So what did I tell you? Uh, Proverbs 20. Uh, verse 25. Now, that word snare means to be held captive by, but it is a snare to the man who devoureth that which is holy and afterward vows to make inquiry. So, 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 so we, we dismiss the holy. And this is what I, I, was, I was sharing with uh, the young man from out of town. We was talking about his daughter and, and, her, and, and just being more diligent in her skill. And, and I was like, man, you know, this is a shame. Like when you're young, you blow off what you need. Then you try to now get it back, you know. You know, and sometimes we blow it off. Like I was telling them, I said, you know, sometimes the kids are depersonalize the parents into a rival. So if the parents said they ain't doing it, not knowing that God's trying to get them something and they're going to need that information too. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all, it's a package deal. And so we have to watch like almost, how could I say, fighting against the holy because we're going to need it. And see, 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 so as, 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 as pastors, you ever, you know, I, I, I don't know how some parents feel, but you guys are a little older. You guys are a little older. But this, this is what, what, what our confidence has always been. You're going to need me. Not, not from the standpoint of I'm all that. There's nobody in this world going to love you like me. There's nobody. Because, again, Like, parents loved you before you was ever anything. They was wiping your butt, right? I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be funny, but you know what I'm saying? Like, they, like there was no, man, hey, 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 babe, we, we got to get to changing this diaper because, you know, we already got a guarantee from God, you know, that this person is going to be a, a, a billionaire and we will make sure we get the hookup. No, no. They changing your diaper because they love you. All parents do that. No, 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 not so. I was left with strangers for 17 years. My other brothers and sisters was with with my parents. It's not true. I can give you a thousand stories of parents that abandoned their children. I'm talking about just left. Like, oh, no, 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 this this crying? I'm out of here. Y'all figure it out. 
left them in dumpsters, left them on porches. So it ain't no guarantee, right? So, so just thinking about that, we gotta, we gotta watch rejecting God the Father and him trying to get us, he's just trying to instruct us of what we can be. Uh, we, we was taking that walk, we was talking to our son, and I was like, I said, son, you know, I think back to the time when I was telling you what, what God was showing me you were gonna be in your life. And he was like, yeah, but if he wrong, I'm gonna give up all this fun. I said, now look at it. What you even thought was fun and drove you crazy. He's like, Dad, I remember that too, man. I remember it. <laughs> right? Right. You see, but I wasn't self-serving. I was trying to give him the holy because that's the power that was going to facilitate what he was looking for, and that's fulfillment. But it didn't come in a package that was comfortable for him or that harmonized with his own understanding, so he rejected it. But his own understanding was still being developed. He still had to go through stuff. I had, we had already been through stuff. Right, and I was telling him, I said, listen, man, hey, listen, just like Jesus went on the cross, so we wouldn't have to? I said, son, go through your own stuff. Don't go through mine, too. Learn from me, right? Does that make sense? All right, so, uh, so, so it's another question. Again, take this the right way, but we got to ask ourselves, are we harlots or holy? Are we harlots or holy? All right, so, so when, when we say harlot, I'm using harlot for this particular conversation but for you know just for people to, to get the point when we say harlot a harlot is it's is a benefit without boundaries you know what I'm saying so there's no bound so so again that means it could take you a lot further than you want to want to go like it's, it's it's all hustle holy is a benefit within the boundaries it's a benefit within the boundaries but ultimately we just want to be in harmony that's communion with god that's, and see, the benefits with God, you're not in need of boundaries. See, so if I'm with God in communion with God, what do I need boundaries for? I'm with God, right? All right so, so, so we got to watch being pulled into, Scripture calls a harlot or you could usury. I mean, just pick all your words, you know, just getting, just taking, you know, taking bribes. Um, and, I, and I know people always think sexual, but, but, but if you think of what the what it all means, it ain't just limited to sexual, right? Um, I mean, you could sell yourself out for a whole lot of things. <laughs> I just thought I slipped that in there, right? <laughs> right? So, 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 so we got to watch that, and and this is the thing. That's why we're trying to fight to see to be in the presence of God, because. See, when we're in the presence of God and we're, we're engulfed in the love of Christ, it keeps us constrained. The Bible says it, it constrains us or, or it compels us, the love of the, love of the Lord. Uh, second, second uh, Corinthians 5, uh, 14, I think. Yeah, 2 Corinthians 5, 14. Right? So, all right, so what we'll be talking about at the end of this time and then next week is what's going to help us to get back in the communion with God in the presence of God, get back holy, get back walking in the powers, get back seeing God, playing off of God's instructions, and living out the fulfillment in our lives. Now, we, some of us maybe are too young to, to, to have tripped and fell over our decisions yet, but most of us have tripped and fell over our decisions, so we already know our way is not the right way, right? 
All right, okay. God, <laughs> just checking, like, because I was like, do we have to go in another direction to, to make a case for? All right, so sanctification. So sanctification. Okay, we want to describe a part of it. We're going to get into the specifics of the definition, but is uh, it's living in Christ. It's living in Christ, okay? Just, just, just work with me. Um, so it's, it's, it's a life lived in Christ and through Christ, right? And um, so it's not living in, in, in the positive or living in sin or living in self. It's living in Christ, right? All right, so let's go to Galatians. And, and we'll see this sanctification is going to be important. Like, remember uh, uh, when, uh, when the children of Israel was tripping, and Moses, Moses went to his daddy. And uh, so so Moses came back and said, God's going to visit you today. Sanctify yourselves. <laughs> right. But the thing is, it's exciting that God was visiting, but it wouldn't have been exciting if people didn't sanctify themselves. Because God was so powerful and so holy, if they were in the flesh, they wouldn't be able to handle it. Even with giving instructions to Joshua, he said, man, I'm going to visit you guys tomorrow and give you some instructions. He says, tell them to sanctify themselves. See, even the priest, the priest went through the brazen basin and the brazen altar before they went to the holies of holies. And then even if, if a family member died, they couldn't even grieve because they couldn't pollute themselves because it could, it could cost them their lives, right? Uh, yeah, uh, what's, what's, the, what's the two sons, the sons of uh, Aaron's sons? You know, you know, uh, if you study it out, you know, they, they were, if you study it out, they were intoxicated, right? But they slipped and touched the, the Ark of God, which, which represents the presence of God. What happened? They died. Right? So, 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 so you got to watch, just, just, you know, watch not putting yourself in a position where you're saturated with the presence of God and Christ is trying to afford that to us if we don't reject him. All right, so Galatians 2.20, it says, look, look, it says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life, look at this, which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate, frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. So look, he's saying, the life that I live right now, that life that I live that's going through me, it's, it's Christ. It ain't me. And, 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 and Christ, if he was here, he would say, the life that I live now is through the power of God. Like, he was resurrected through the power of God. He was, Christ, listen, remove the power of God. Christ is dead. He's still in that grave. So what's flowing through his, his being is the power of God, the resurrection power of God. What he's trying to have flowing through our being is the resurrection power of God. And if he, and, and, and if he has that flowing through our, be, our beings, we're undefeated. We can't be stopped, right? But it's going to take a level of, uh, of uh, Sanctification. Look, look, the scripture tells us, it's giving us the hints. John 15, 5, apart from him, you can do nothing. Apart from Christ, you can do nothing. Why? Because apart from him, you're dead in your sins. You, 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 listen, you're beyond kryptonite. 
You're breathing it. It's going like your blood is green. <laughs> right? If apart from Christ. And 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 only the, the the fool has said in his heart there is no God. I'll tell you something else a fool says. I don't need none of God. Only the fool says that. And and, and so so okay, so I'm a man of God. I'm up here teaching. And you know, and you know, you could you could believe me or not. But one of the things I know about God, something else he's put in us, it's called truth. You know when somebody's telling you the truth. You may kick and scream and fight. Like I said, you may, you may be trying, hey, let me ask you this. But on the inside, you know right from wrong. It's just you may be stubborn. You may go, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to prove that you don't have to do it that way. We had a situation where a person was uh, you know, growing as a single. And they was and, and and so we were sharing stuff with them. It's like, well, why did why, why? I don't think you have to go. Everybody got to go through that. Well, I don't know if everybody have to go through it or not, but I know I know I know for a fact that it's a process. So you can you can try to get around it. You could try to establish your own way of doing things, but then you're on, you're on, you're your own god. And how's that been working? Like respectfully, like that's not. I Man, I know it's a phrase I've used here a thousand times, but but but. Are we honest with ourselves? Because, and, and, and these ministers will tell you, like, I'm real honest when it comes to fruit. So, so for me, if somebody goes, like if somebody tells me, man, I'm the best thing since sliced bread. Well, you don't have to tell me I'm going to see the sliced bread best thing results. Right? Because otherwise you're just talking. You, you just pumped yourself up. Right? Does, does that make sense? All right, so 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 it's the same thing. Like if you, man, I, I gotta say this the right way. But if you, if your way is the way, you won't have to tell us. We'll all be following you because of the results. Now you have to ask yourself this: If you're not doing it God's way, you're doing it your way. That means you believe your way is the right way. Are you willing to put my life on it? Because I stop what I'm doing. If you're willing to put my life on your way of living right now, I'll, I'll shut down how I'm living and, and follow you. Now, I'm about to make a statement. I'm willing to put your life on this way of living. I, I just want you to think about, like, when you, when you say to yourself, that ain't the way. Okay. Are you willing to put our lives on it? Because we'll just shut it all down and everybody follow you. That's not me trying to get smart. I just wanted to say there's so much more of a reality of our choices than we realize. Now, you may say, well, this is the way for me. But somebody's going to follow you. Somebody's following you right now. They're just not sending out flares. They're listening to you, and they're following you. So when you come up out that stupor, you don't, that person may never come up out of a stupor. They may fall into a ditch. Some people follow me into drinking. They're still drinking. Somebody might have been drinking, I hope this didn't happen, and ran into a tree, paralyzed for the rest of their life because of my little dumb philosophy on drinking. It was sweet to me, but I wasn't thinking about the uh, collateral damage. People are being affected by every choice we make. I, we were talking about uh, parenting. Man, I was only 13 going on 14, and my dad... Uh, Posture is that I had these real thick glasses. I ain't, I ain't want to wear them. I'm crying. You don't wear those glasses. I stopped crying. I ain't stopped crying because I was scared. I stopped crying. I was like, like, like we just we just met. 
today. Like, and you operate in authority? Like, we don't have a relationship yet. I'm 14 and I understood that. I'm 14 and I knew, oh, that person is messing around. They don't have no integrity. I knew that. And if, if that person was giving me instructions, I, I'd be acting like I was listening. I was like, no, I'm not listening to them. Look at their results. Ask the people that know me growing up. The first thing I said, listen, people trying to tell me to do stuff, I'm seeing their results, I'm not doing that. So what I'm, what I'm trying to say is somebody's watching you, but they're also watching your results. All right, all right, so good, good. Just, 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 again, I'm, God's trying to make sure we, we cross over into some things. And I had, all right, I, I won't read that. So, so, so this is the thing. Now, God's calling us to holiness, right? Is that fair to say, babe? Or, or maturity, spiritual maturity or perfection. Not as a, pun, not as a punishment, but as, this is what I, I'm calling, listen. I'm calling in, I'm calling in what, I, what I gave you. And, and I paid for it with my son's price. Your life is not your own. You've been bought with a price. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit. So, so look at here, 1 Peter 2. Because I get it, man. People run from calling and purpose and the kingdom because of hearing words like perfection or holy, sanctification. It's almost like you cursed, you cursed at them, you know. And then thinking about what that requirement may be. You know, you have a call on your life, and you know that it, it's going to cost something. But keep it real, you're paying a price. Like, look at the price you're paying. Like, I, I was reading Jonah t- today. <laughs> and, you know, so God told Jonah to go to Nineveh. Man, I, man please. Man, I'm, I'm going over to Tarshish, man. I ain't going. And, you know, so you go through all this craziness, and they, they, took, they, they cast lots, and they was like, who's a... Uh, they was like, who's, okay, who are you? Who's your God? What's your job? Like, what do you do for, to have this level of impact on all of our lives, right? And he told them, and he said, man, just toss me, man. Toss me out the boat, man, because if you don't toss me out the boat, y'all going to die, right? I'm just being disobedient. So he finally is obedient. But the thing is, he looked at obedience as an option. Then he did it and was mad. Because God showed mercy. So, so what I'm saying is God, is God is trying to wake us up to operate and calling. Now imagine like, okay, so God has $2 billion. Probably, you know, so we'll just say $200 billion for what he purposed you to do. But, he, but it's, it's an escrow. You know, you ever have a inheritance. They say you get it when you're 18 or whatever. But he has this in escrow for you, $200 billion dollars. And you might think that's far-fetched, but it's not. The way they're throwing around money now, 200 billion ain't nothing. But he has that for you. But it's for what he purposed you to do. Wouldn't God be a fool to pay you to do anything else? That's the question. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, so I got this 200 billion. It's, it's waiting to be released when you accept what I designed you to do. Anything else? Why? Why? Why would God pay for something he didn't design? You wouldn't. Like, none, none of us, would, nobody in this building would do that. God's a lot smarter than us. Right? So that's what I'm saying. Like, like accept the call and trust that. Every, listen, do you, the, 
We honestly think we came up with these things we want to do. Even what you do, picture the, the sweet car you want or the house you want. Like we, do you know some people can't even, you ask, what car you want? I don't know. I just can't even picture it. What, I don't know. What job? I don't know. I don't know. Like the, the whole flow is I don't know. Do you, we think we came up with these things on our own. God fearfully and wonderfully made us. He engineered us a certain way. And some of the stuff, if we cloud it, ain't close to what God has for us. Because God has exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think for us. You, like even what you're believing for is admirable, but it's a whole lot less than God has for you. Did you hear me? It's a whole lot less than God has for you. So God is saying you got to start stretching the eyes of your understanding to see what he has for you. Because if you see what he has for you, it'll release what he has for you. Like, like, like God, is, God ain't no hustler. I, I, I'm not going to sell you short. Now, I can give you this, but you be cheating yourself by a whole lot. So tell you what, I'm going to give you another opportunity. Come back at me again. <laughs> right? And so he's trying to see if we see the way God sees, we harmonize with his will. God rolls the way he wants to, but you have to set yourself apart. You have to sanctify yourself. You have to clear the eyes of your understanding. Man, you can't just be watching this stuff on videos. And, and, and I, I get it now. Now, they, 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 uh, if you're on Facebook, they'll try to flash something on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. You know, some of the stuff I don't, I, I don't utilize. But, but I know because we have to counsel people. They're trying to flash it in all types of stuff. TV now is going to another level. You got you to gotta have, you know how you do rate the movies? You got to rate TV now. So I get it, but you got to watch it. You got to watch. We read the scripture. You got to watch abusing yourself. Because, again, it feels good, but it's costing you power. And it's costing you sight, right? All right, so First uh, Peter 2.9. It says, uh, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Look, look, a holy nation, a holy people, a peculiar people that should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We're a royal peace priesthood, a holy nation. See, this is the thing. All these scriptures like this is reminding us of stuff that, that's, that's, that's in. Remember I said when I was talking to my son, I had told him that, you're pulling on stuff that was already in you. It's like how he's rolling now, is stuff is like how how he works out now. Uh, we're not in Ohio. How he goes to church, how he serves the church. He, there's stuff that's in him. Like he's he's blowing the doors off of sales, right? So what I was telling him, I said you're pulling on training, but you're pulling on hindsight. Every time your eyes of your understanding lighten, it triggers what's what's been embedded in you. But why is that system? That system is old. That's God's system. He knew us before we was in our mother's womb. So that means we were already formed, fashioned, designed. It's almost like we're going, this is sweet. Okay, I can roll with this. Yeah, yeah. Then we get coming to this world. We come in clouded, and God sends us stuff to remind us who we are, who we really are, not what we're willing to settle for. Not what we're willing to excuse, but what, who we really, really, really are. And he's hoping that we ascribe to that, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. So, so when we hear words like holy and perfection, he's hoping that triggers, hey, man, that's who I am. Oh, that's all, oh, I can do that. Because that's who I really am. 
I'm a lot. It's, it'd be a lot easier for me to do that which I am than that which I'm trying because somebody else told me I could do. This is me right here. You get into certain pockets and certain environments, it just flows. Uh, I went to visit my sister in D.C. Now remember, I didn't grow up with my family, so I'm going to visit her in Washington D.C. I walk into her apartment, and so, so growing up, uh, I've told you the story before, but growing up, I used I didn't I rarely ate. Because I didn't eat that stuff. I, the black eyed peas, the okra, no, I, I'm not I'm not that guy. She may eat stuff. I, I just can't eat. I'm not going to overseas and, and, and sampling stuff. I know what I like. So when they would feed me this stuff, I would, you know, I would put it in the garbage. I'd wrap it up and throw it in the garbage. But then they, they came up with a plan, empty the garbage. So now there's nothing in the garbage can, just a, a, a newspaper at the bottom. I lift up the paper and put the food at the bottom, put the paper down, make it look like it's still empty. Of course, that's going to put a hole in the brown paper bag, but I ain't care. I just didn't want to eat that food. I go to my sister's house. I didn't grow up with her. Walked in the house, walked in the refrigerator. Everything I like is already in there. Every, everything I like is already in there. Why? See, see, I, now I'm in my, my element. I'm around blood. I'm around my design. I'm around, me and my sister, we, we, like, we like all the same stuff. You know, I'm picky around everybody else, but, but she, she, so, so is she. You, you understand what I'm saying? God is trying to get us in an environment of our, our, our power and our design. That's what he's trying to do. So when he's telling us to be holy and perfect and pure, all he's saying is, I'm trying to get the cobwebs out so you can see what you really can do, what you really can be. Because you're walking around depressed and you don't need to be. You're carrying what you don't need to be. You're settling for situations, relationships, people, compromise, jobs. Like, you won't even go for the other position. You, well, I'm comfortable here. They, somebody might say something, this, that, and the other. Well, you know, they pretty cool. You can't stand these people. But we're settling for things all because we can't see what God has for us. So he's trying to, trying to clear our sights. And so we got to ask ourselves, this in here, we got to ask ourselves, are we called or are we common? Are we called or are we common? Common. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, are you regular or are you royal? Are you regular or are you royal? Which would be, are you an heir? Right? And we'll get into all the scriptures uh, next week, but, but, Challenge yourself again. Once we said we always say set targets. Challenge yourself to make an effort to sanctify yourself more and more. So cut out what you can. You can cut out something. Just cut out what you can, and pick up some momentum. Just start somewhere, but but don't look at the, the ultimately where you're going. It's like, oh my God, man, to, to, to do all this, I'll probably die trying to cut it out. <laughs> no, let's not. Start. <laughs> because the scripture says, be confident in this very thing that he has begun a good work in you will perform it. He'll work in you to will and to do his good pleasure. So what do you so 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 it says he will look look, he calleth you and will also do it. First Thessalonians 5. So what he's saying is, I just need you to answer the call. I'll work in you to will and do my good pleasure. I just need you to say, okay, I want to change that. Okay, I want to change that too. Okay, I want to adjust that. He's going, okay, now that, that triggers my Holy Spirit and everything to move and to assist you in bringing that to manifestation. So let's just, we'll stop there um, in 
not being afraid of spiritual maturity. 